0: From the 1011 Now Streaming Studio in Lincoln, Nebraska. This is the N Report Husker Show. Hello and welcome in everyone. Saturday afternoon in the 1011 Now Streaming Studio. This is another edition of the N Report Husker Show with Chase Madison. I am Bill Renschler. Kevin Suits watching some high school state volleyball championship action this afternoon. So he is not joining us uh, this afternoon, but uh, Wow, Chase, obviously the big story of the day is Nebraska missing out on a golden opportunity, uh, again, playing in East Lansing, uh, and they fall today 20-17. Uh, to 17. Had a chance to become bowl eligible and couldn't do it today.
1: Yeah, you know, uh, coming into this one, this was kind of the uh, win on a silver platter, some might have said. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Looking at the last four games of the season, Michigan State in the Big Ten Conference so far this season. Uh, Only two wins on the entire year, and no wins under interim head coach Harlan Barnett. That was Mel Tucker at the helm when they did get those wins. Uh, So yeah, definitely coming into this one, Nebraska, with the momentum off of the Purdue win, you were thinking that they would come out strong. Um, You knew the defense was there, but uh, seemingly this was a trap in East Lansing and they come out and they, and they just came out flat footed kind of.
0: Yeah. I mean, Michigan state, I think, I think any impartial observer would say it's kind of a program that, doesn't know what it is right now between the, the coaching issues and some of the off the field issues that are kind of surrounding the program. They've had players transferring out in the middle of the season. Obviously you mentioned the six game losing streak, you're winless in the big 10. If you look at the statistics, they're one of the worst in one of the worst in in pass defense and, uh, and, and penalties and, and (laughs) Nebraska winners of three in a row, five out of the last six were a lot of good vibes around the program. and, and, no one played horrible, I would say, today, but no one really played great. It was just a pretty pretty poor performance all the way around offense, defense, and special teams.
1: Yeah, uh, you're right. All three levels of football uh, weren't up to the standard today, and I think the, the defense uh, took a step back, mm-hmm. um, allowing some big chunk plays Uh, Matt Rule commented that he still needs to watch the tape, but he did say that, like, there was some gaps in the secondary, which has been one of the stronger units today, uh, or units as of late, Mm -hmm. uh, that allowed Michigan State to move the ball. They were, you know, this is, I don't want to say it's like what Nebraska was last year, but whenever you fire a coach midseason and you're kind of in this weird um, turmoil of a situation where, you know, nothing was kind of going right for them, that allows some of these coaches elevated to new positions to just try stuff. See mm-hmm. if it sticks. They played two different quarterbacks. They even had former Husker Alante Brown throw yep. a pass. So they they tried things that you can do as a team that really has not, not nothing to lose, but really nothing to gain, win, or lose just because of the situation in their season. Mm-hmm. And those things they tried worked against the Huskers. They had a few different trick plays that – we were able to kind of find a groove and move the ball. Um, and then, obviously, what Husker fans will be talking about was at the start of the fourth quarter, the big touchdown reception that was uh, reviewed and then called stands, not confirmed. Um, that it looked like the ball might have <laughs> hit the ground, with the
0: very poignant pause by the referee for dramatic effect.
1: Yeah, he was he was playing the soap opera role. He there.
0: was. Uh, we can say it because we're not going to get fined by the Big Ten. I thought the refs were pretty terrible today. Uh, there was some pretty egregious miss face miss, mask, miss face mask um, a missed pass interference penalty on Malachi Coleman.
1: They let they, they there was a lot of contact in the secondary, kind of both ways that they let happen. But there was a few plays where it was like. That looked like it should have been a flag,
0: and, and I say that too. Nebraska actually was not penalized in this game. I couldn't tell you the last time <laughs> yeah, that happened. They was. had a clean
1: sheet, and Michigan State was penalized a handful of times. So, mm-hmm. um, but beyond penalties, the uh, Montori Foster touchdown reception that stood really was the kind of the deny, the the name of the game because mm-hmm. it built a ten point lead for Michigan State. Um, and the way that Nebraska's offense just was not working, they really had a tough time. The the, the announcer even said it. Neither of those teams were built to score fast. And nope. you saw it in the last four minutes that they were able to muster out one touchdown with a long Heinrich Harbor run. Mm-hmm. But they had the ball twice within the last, I believe, five minutes of the game. And both opportunities just... Yeah, it just the offense wasn't built to go fast.
0: And and to finish the thought on the referees, the against second to last play of the game, it was I mean kind of just it was kind of chaos cuz it looked like the ball was batted at the line of scrimmage. The refs on the field ruled it a fumble, so they just let play continue uh when you know, I I thought maybe that's something you should go back and review so again Nebraska had to Hurry back to the line. They were able to get another snap off with just four seconds left, and and threw a hail mary. And and then earlier in that drive as well, there was a catch by Malachi Coleman that looked like it had gone for a first down. They spotted it short,
1: and that ran off about 17 seconds. They didn't have a timeout. Uh, the defense played well down the stretch to it get did. the Huskers the ball back. They did. Um, and then yeah, as you mentioned that last play, they called it a fumble that easily could have been called an incomplete pass. Mm-hmm. And even if they, like, reviewed it, you would have at least had the stoppage of the clock.
0: Because at that point, the Huskers were at about the 45-ish yard line. Uh, yeah. So they the needed, needed, yeah. needed about 15 more yards to maybe have a realistic shot. They were playing a... for overtime at that
1: point. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But it was definitely doable, right? Yeah. You know, like, uh, but it just kind of goes back to saying that this offense just doesn't really work going fast. And um, in that situation, Heinrich Harburg, Feels the ball come out of his hands. He had fumbled previously in the game. Mm-hmm. Like just knowing that the the ball's on the ground, his and his knee jerk reaction, his instinct is just to fall on it, mm-hmm. right? Go get the ball. Uh, and then um, interceptions as well.
0: Um, Two interceptions today. Some some poor 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 throws by Heinrich today. Again, it was a struggle. Nebraska had three turnovers. They forced no turnovers today. On yeah. defense, uh, which, again, disappointing for a unit that had been starting to force some turnovers the last couple well, of years. Well, you
1: know, Rule had said it. They were negative three in the turnover margin, and they lost by three. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you flip the script there, a lot of things could go your way if you, you know, don't turn over. Now, I will say the first one was essentially an arm punt mm-hmm. that Michigan State caught it went down like the four. But However, yet- on the play, Alex Bullock was wide open. Yep. Yep. Um, and then the other one, just looking for Thomas Fedoni. Uh, overthrows him. Overthrows him. And then there was actually a third interception that, that got negated by a penalty. That in the end zone. It was Joshua Fleeks running a wheel route. And initially he looked like he, he's a pretty shifty guy. And he's fast. It looked like, oh, he's open. And then you just see a green jersey just come yeah. in. like
0: Safety was right there.
1: On TV, maybe we didn't, like, we have a, a, a bird's eye view of it. But if you're down the field, like you could see him at the, in, the, in the middle of the defense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I. This this game just uh, tells you a lot about the if the defense isn't um, the defense that we saw against Purdue and isn't getting Nebraska the ball in favorable situations, and if they're not playing. Perfectly. They still had a few good good plays. Cam Lenhart played well on defense. Uh, We saw James Williams get in our sack Mm -hmm. towards the end of the third quarter. So the defense picked up steam a little bit in the second half. um, And then, minus a few trick plays and then that touchdown that really could have been overturned, you've seen that if the defense isn't top notch helping out the offense, this Nebraska team is still very, you know, middle of the road.
0: Yeah, again, uh, they're outgained by Michigan State. Total yards uh, was uh, 295 for Michigan State's 283. Heinrich Harburg finished the day 12 for 28, throwing two interceptions. He was sacked seven times. Uh, and then Caden Hauser, Michigan State quarterback, who started, again, they had played two guys. He finished 13 for 20, but 165 yards and a touchdown. Um, and then again, rushing wise, Emmett Johnson had 56 yards. Anthony Grant had 38 yards. Fleeks had 19. Harburg finished with 75. They did hold Nate Carter, Michigan's kind of big running back, to 50 yards rushing on 15 carries. So I mean, they did did a decent job there. But uh...
1: well, and as I kind of mentioned, like Michigan State, like besides a few big plays, we saw it in the first quarter with I think it was like a 76-yard pass that got him right down into the red zone. Mm-hmm. Um, there was besides a few big plays, the the defense still played a pretty solid game.
0: Again, yeah, like I said at the very beginning, like no one played terrible, but it's no. just certainly not to the standard it had kind of been the last couple of weeks. There's a fly there. <laughs> uh,
1: well, and the thing is too that uh, Matt Rule said after the game in the post game press conference was that he just didn't feel like there was a rhythm. Like he no, didn't feel it didn't like have. there was the. I guess, the mojo of the team, um, if that's a good way to – that's not exactly what he said. But he kind of pointed out that from start to finish, it just didn't feel like
0: – felt a little off.
1: A little off. And even from where Billy Kemp was active, and Ugh. he was just catching punts, but he really didn't have much mobility, and they didn't want him to be contact. So then he's calling for a catch every time. He's a pair of sure hands, so he's not going to drop it. But there's a few situations where
0: – He could have run for – 10 15 yards
1: that or let the ball bounce. There was one that he could have ran forward and made the had forced the Spartans to make a play instead. He calls a fair catch and starts the Huskers drive on the six yard line.
0: I cannot count the number of times we have fair caught the ball like inside the the 10 yard line.
1: Well, and you saw last week Alex Bullock had issues catching the ball, and Billy Kemp is someone you can rely on, mm-hmm. but I think it just put the Huskers offense at a disadvantage when they were starting inside their own territory numerous times. Um, and credit to Michigan State. Uh, their punter played pretty well. Ryan Eckley had seven punts for 338 yards. His long was 57, which is good. Three inside the 20. And only one punt, I believe, was returned, which was at the very, very end, end They decided to put Ethan Nation out there to run back, and he got a few yards. But it was just <laughs> – he going had, back to the point of like nothing. It just kind of fell off. He from had start to finish
0: five punts over fifty yards. Yeah, he finished with that's a great game. Finished with an almost fifty yard average, and he got on the flip side, kind of a disappointing day for Brian Buscini, um, yeah. who we heard from this week. And again, he's so well spoken. He's such a great guy, and he had uh, well, and an the average.
1: Talks about how like he was playing for the team more than yeah. just
0: booting it? Because
1: in Montana, elevation and whatnot, when he Before he transferred here.
0: Really pad his stats.
1: He, he, boom, Sheeney was a real deal. And he was able to have a big leg. Today, his longest punt was 45 yards. And there was a few times that you were kind of hoping he'd flip the field. Um, So.
0: Disappointing all the way around. Again, but the Big Ten West as a whole, Chase, Is disappointing all the way around. Uh, Again, we're recording this, you know, shortly before five Saturday afternoon. So there's still some games left to be played. But Wisconsin has already lost to Iowa or to uh, Indiana today. Uh, Iowa and Northwestern are having Wrigley Field, big old pillow fight. Last I checked, it was all zeros at halftime. Uh, And then Minnesota and Illinois are currently playing, and that's a close game. So there's the potential for the four teams that were tied for first place in the Big Ten West to all lose today, which would then create a five-team Uh, tie for first place in the Big Ten West.
1: Well, and, you know, I think... Well, I'm not saying that the Huskers... uh, They they didn't need this loss, obviously. They Mm -hmm. wanted to make a bowl game. But uh, Emma Johnson had a pretty good quote after the game. He said that, like, teams learn a lot from losing. Mm -hmm. And that they're going to come out fighting next week harder against Maryland, defeating their own turf. And I'm not saying it was beneficial... Uh, but I think it brought some Husker fans probably down to earth a little bit, mm, Yes. Uh, because this is a fan base that has gone through a lot of turmoil over the past few years, and finally to have a bowl, bowl clinching game, uh, you know, it, maybe it brought some of those young players too that were riding high from an undefeated month of October. So I think you know, Emma Johnson brings out a good point. Like they're going to learn a lot from this, and I think we know as a team now that. I know you're back on the whole Big Ten West standings and stuff, <laughs> yeah. but you have to look at these next three weeks. They're going to have to find a way to win mm-hmm. and play well, complementary football all stages of the game, because Maryland, they've been underwhelming this season, and I uh, they're playing Penn State today, so it's probably going to be a loss. Uh, but, you know, Maryland's another team that, has been competitive in the Big Ten, and they they have a decent offense that could do more than what Michigan State did today. Mm, certainly. Um, so that's not a get, that like that's not a walk in the park win. No. You, these last four games, this was the I guess most winnable game. I don't want to say that words, but so I think the team kind of has to look in the mirror and say they have to play their style of football to hopefully win one of the next three.
0: Mm-hmm. They yeah. could go
1: on the road to Camp Randall and they could beat the Badgers, but I think they have a better yeah, chance. That would be the first
0: time they've done that since they joined the Big Ten. They've never I done think, that.
1: I think they have a better chance against Maryland and Iowa, but they have to get back to playing their style of football.
0: And they got to stop turning the ball over too. So.
1: Yeah, and, you know, running backs held on to the ball today. Emily they did. Johnson played they well. Did. Anthony Grant showed flashes and played they pretty did. well. It came down to Heinrich Harburg. Uh, Kind of, you know, he was leading the offense and he's a great competitor, but he even admitted that, you know, he had a lot to fix today.
0: Yeah. He made some plays, but he also, again, gave the ball away. Uh, Three times, almost four times. So, uh, again, there's no early show today, Chase, so only a 10 o'clock show. Uh, You will have uh, full highlights and coverage, obviously, uh, from what happened today. Uh, Plus, again, high school state volleyball championships ongoing today. You're going to have a ton of volleyball coverage. Uh, Really quickly, did you watch that Penn State-Nebraska match last night? Because holy cow.
1: I was in Geneva.
0: You were in Geneva. But
1: I did uh, see the end of it, just a reverse sweep. Uh, You know, they they were playing like Minden from earlier in the day. (laughs) That's reverse swept Gothenburg, I believe, in the state playoffs. Um, And then, uh, yeah, it was just – it was the Husker volleyball team, perseverance. That was – That was probably, you know, the Wisconsin win is going to be their biggest win of the season as of now. But that was their toughest game.
0: I felt like you almost saw almost more emotion from John Cook at the end of that game than you saw from when the Huskers beat Wisconsin. He was jumping off the bench, hands in the air. So the Huskers will play Rutgers tomorrow at noon. Which
1: I think will be a little bit of an easier. (laughs) You'd hope that. Let's hope so. You'd hope it's an easier match. Uh, And congrats to Lincoln Lutheran, three times straight. Uh, state champion class C two, they win in five sets over Clark uh, Clarkson, Clarkson Lee, Lee uh, which almost reverse swept uh, Lincoln Luther. They, yeah, they, so
0: yeah, and and uh, Sumner Eddieville Miller again uh, D one champs. Yeah, uh, shout out
1: Micah O'Neill, 33 Overton. kills dominant performance in the final.
0: Overton, D2 champs. Yep. Again, still Carney uh, Catholic and Minden playing now. Yeah,
1: those games are being broadcast on uh, Nebraska Public Media, mm-hmm. which is very cool to, that they get all those exposure and whatnot. They do a great job, and they did a great job with softball a few weeks ago. Uh, but a little bit
0: behind. <laughs> they are.
1: We're, we're <laughs> probably, I would say, an hour behind.
0: Yeah, Class B is supposed to t- was tentatively scheduled to start at 5. That's not going to happen. Uh,
1: the tough thing is they, they, they allotted for these two-hour windows. And, you know, for us, we have deadlines. But uh, they're the, the last game could end at 1 a.m. It
0: could. It's entirely possible. So you still have Norris take on Scott Catholic for Class B. Yep. And then Papillion La Vista uh, – It'll be, eight seed Papillion-Lincoln. Norris
1: playing some really good volleyball. It'll be big to see. They went five yesterday with Bennington. Um, Omaha's got eight times straight uh, state champion in Class B, so um, they're going up against Goliath, but uh, they're 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 a little bit better than a than a David, I'd say. Um, and then Class A should be set for a good game, um, like in Southwest. So.
0: Which I think, I looked it up, I was I talked with Brian Swanigan earlier this week, I think it's been like eight years since a Lincoln team has won Class A or Class B State Volleyball.
1: Well, and Papillion uh, La Vista, right? Yeah. Uh, they're just they're just riding along, and the seating doesn't matter. They took down... Number uh,
0: one, Papillion La Vista South.
1: Yeah, and the Titans had had an incredible regular season, so uh, that's going to be an interesting one. I, I don't know too much about uh, Papillion La Vista, but... Um, the Silver Hawks are pretty good, and as we mentioned, that that game might not be over when our show hits because of um, how they're behind a little bit. But, anyways, it's uh, it's been a fun week of volleyball, and um, the Huskers continue to win. But uh, Husker football need to figure some things out.
0: Absolutely. Uh, so again, Chase will have coverage of football and volleyball tonight. Uh, t- tentatively 10 o'clock not entirely sure what time that game will go on following uh it's what alabama lsu right on cbs yeah so following that game uh chase uh will have coverage and again you can always as always uh keep up with everything uh online on 1011now.com so appreciate everyone chase appreciate you for jumping in and uh joining me on a busy day appreciate everyone for tuning in for watching Uh, i'll probably join you again uh, sometime early next week so until then i hope everyone has a nice saturday evening and has a nice weekend You've been listening to the End Report Husker Show from 10-11. Watch, listen, and stream on the 10-11 Now app, on YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. For more Husker coverage throughout the week, watch the End Report on 10-11 Sports at 6 and 10 p.m. and download the 10-11 Now app.